Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you and about you. Those of you that work so stinking hard for your money, you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom, cash flow, and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 bazillion years from now, but you want it right now to live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, it's not just about being rich, about living a rich life, because as you are blessed financially, you have a greater ability to bless the lives of others. And guys, I can't tell you enough how much I thank you guys for tuning in, for sharing, binging, and just making our lives awesome. Really like just having you guys here, spreading the word and actually applying this in your lives is what makes this worthwhile for us. And so thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being a part and being a real rippler in your life. Hey guys, always remember, you can always go to our website, moneyripples.com. Check out the passive income calculator, especially if you want to know how you can create more passive income now, not waiting again, 30, 40 years, but what could you do in the next 12 months to actually create passive income? It might be 5,000 bucks. It might be a thousand. It could be 50,000. It could be a hundred thousand plus, but whatever it is, go do that. And if it's something that's amazing and you want to know how to do it, reach out to our team today. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and, and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. Okay, guys. So uh, I'm bringing on a guest that that is not like the guru that I'm going to bring on, right? I'm trying to go away from just having on just random people that maybe you've never heard of, but I want to bring in real people, right? Like people whose stories you guys can relate to more, right? Um, and this one in particular, this is a special person to me because this is Danielle Hollenbeck, right? So with her, man, she, we actually just hired her last year in 2021 to be our chief marketing officer plus. Um, I mean, really, she's, she's kind of really my number two in the company to allow this company to move forward. And, you know, I came to a stark realization, you know, right there in 2020, going into 2021, that I could either let this company grow or I can let it just shrink and just push you all away. Right. And, and that's not what we wanted at all. And so Danielle is that, that heaven send for us. Right. Um, you know, amazingly, like we found her last year and, and, and just an incredible woman, as you guys will know, um, a little background on her. She's a seasoned marketing professional has worked with multiple national brands. Um, she actually worked with minute suites. I just flew in the Atlanta airport and I'm searching for restaurants and minute suites pops up. And it makes me think of Danielle every time. Right. Uh, but she was actually kind of a big part of their company, especially going into COVID and everything else when they were having to adjust and change. Um, she graduated from Syracuse University in 2018. Guys, she is still in her mid-20s, like incredible with over five years of marketing experience, even in podcasting and media, uh, just done amazing things. Lives out in Iowa right now. So she's in the heartland 
of our country right now. So Danielle, welcome to our show. I'm glad to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me on. So give us some background on you. Like, how were you raised? Where, you know, how did you grow up? You know, what were you, what were the stories about money in your household? So uh, I had, I'd say a different childhood. Uh, I was the last of six kids. Mm -hmm. So right there, uh, you know, that changed our whole family dynamic. I mean, you know, with having six kids yourself, uh, it, it, there was difficulties at times, lots of personalities uh, mm -hmm. and money issues. Um, my dad actually was a small business owner for the majority of my life. Uh, when the recession hit uh, in 2008, he actually sold his business because he was trying to get out without losing too much money um, in the insurance space. That's where he was. And he started working for the company that he used to sell for. Well, that kind of put a little bit of damper on some of our uh, money and just cash flow because he wasn't getting those big commission checks things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I saw from an early age that how to manage money and make it work in a house. A lot of budgeting was something that my mom tried to get across because she was a stay-at-home mom. So her yeah. big, big thing was when we had the agency, she was kind of the accountant of it. She'd keep track of the books, things like that. Um, and then of course she was the accountant of our household because she mm -hmm. was the one buying groceries, paying bills. Um, but her, my mom and uh, dad, they were definitely united front on they both wanted us to know about money, uh, even though, you know, they didn't have a lot of it. They managed it well. So I think yeah, that's yeah. what really made me in my adult life uh, be able to manage money and just kind of kind of know a little bit more about, yeah, you know, you don't want to be spending everything every month. You want to make sure that you have, you know, some reserves in order uh, just in case because things happen in life. Um, yeah, so they were yeah. kind of, though, in the I wouldn't say they were savers necessarily because there wasn't that much money to save, but they definitely weren't risk takers. Uh, so yeah, even when yeah. I told them about when I got this job, they were like, oh, we have we don't know anything about this alternative investing space mm -hmm. uh, or anything like that. So they were actually interested. Um, and now my dad is actually retired. Uh, he kind of got he, he had to be forced into retirement like many people during <laughs> COVID. Uh, yeah. So now he's trying to see what can I do with my 401k. So funnily enough, He's been listening to your podcast, seeing like, hey, you know, maybe this is something I should get into, you know, as real estate for us, especially because we are in the heartland. And mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, a lot of people are renting in our area. So even if he just wanted a few properties, he's been looking around, seeing what deals are out there. That's great. Now, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people, our parents right now saying, well, wait, how did they do this? Because you, obviously you get a really good head on your shoulders, right? Um, I mean, that's, that's the one thing that I know a lot of people when they have their kids and they're even their early to mid twenties, they're like, well, yeah, but my kid does knows nothing. I don't even trust them with any money. Right. And you're definitely not that way. I mean, was, was money an open conversation when growing up in your household or was it more something you just learned from trying to watch their example? So money was actually very open in our house. It's probably because huh. we didn't have that much money. Uh -huh. Um, so I, there's a vivid memory of me, uh, as a kid, uh, we only have a three bedroom house. So we all were wow. crammed into the attic and we all slept up there, which, you know, I, I loved, it was almost like summer camp every night, which was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so my mom came up, she woke us all up on a Saturday and she's like, we're going to have like the electricity turned off and the water turned off today. If my, if my dad didn't get his commission check to come in. Yeah. Uh, so my mom was like, we're going to say a prayer right now. And we're going to just pray to God that we get this money and that, you know, things can, we, we can pay this and at least move on to uh, the next bills. So we prayed and that day, that Saturday, the money came in, we were able to pay the bill and it was just like 
a huge relief. I mean, that was one story in my life that affected me not only with, you know, okay, uh, you know, money is very, very important. You got to make sure you have enough coming in to take care of your family. Um, but it also was just kind of uh, a story about like, you know, my, my, about God and how I feel about religion, because I do put a lot of trust in God. And I think that has also guided me in life. Um, yeah. It was just, you know, praying a lot <laughs> and hoping for the best and knowing that I will be taken care, care of. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. It's cool that they were like so open about that. Cause Cause I know for me personally, like I wasn't even that open with my kids when we were having a lot of the struggles, right? Like even now, like as they've gotten older, I've started to tell them some of the stories. They're like, wow, yeah. we never knew, you know, cause like, for example, I remember um, when, within the first year or so of launching money ripples, we burned through all the savings, used up all the credit cards. We're on super lean waiting for yeah. that check to come in or not. Right. And we're praying like crazy. And, uh, and I remember one time I was in the middle of a webinar for somebody and then all of a sudden I lose internet. Right. And find out it wasn't just internet. I lost power. They turned the company turned the power off because we we're behind on our bill. And so I had to go and like, luckily the cell phone was still working. Right. So I went in and uh, turned on the cell phone hotspot really quick and went back in. It's like, Whoa, Hey guys, I don't know what happened here. Uh, but uh, I found out later what happened because I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, either power just went out randomly or they just shut off my power. I didn't know it. And so it's, it's one of those things that can be really stressful, you know, especially when you're raising a big family. Oh, no, it definitely was a stressor, especially in the early years of my childhood when my dad was establishing his business. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he was working a full time at his agency, but then also being a night uh, auditor at a factory in town. Wow. So he had, he slept six hours. He, my whole family of runners, just like you, Chris, uh, mm -hmm. he'd wake up at five o'clock in the morning, go out for a run, then go to work and then work until sometimes 2 a.m., depending on how much work Oof. there was. And he just lived off of no sleep. Uh, he, wow. you know, he, he's an inspiration to me. My, I would say how hardworking I am comes from both of my parents from in different aspects of how hardworking they were, but just the always pushing forward and, you know, wanting to do better for your family. That definitely was slinging brain that my dad just, that was always on his mind. You know, he didn't care how, what he had to do, but he knew we had to take care of our family with whatever he had to do. Yeah. Wow. That's so incredible. And I remember you sharing that during our interview process too, uh, people you respect the most, right. And, yeah. uh, and definitely your, your parents that come up there and, and uh, how they shaped you and, and just even how you've been mentored over the years, you know, and I mean, you really, yeah. you really kind of an old soul in a lot of ways, like, cause you're only what, 26, 27 now. Yeah, I'm 26. I'll be 27 in March. That's right. 27 uh, you know, March. I have to accredit my old soul. I think to being the youngest of six kids, cause I saw <laughs> my brothers and like the mistakes they made, you know, mm -hmm. even like careers they went into. And like a lot of my family's teachers um, and my oldest brother's a lawyer. And when I saw their lives, I was like, oh, you know, maybe it'd be fun to be a lawyer, maybe fun to be a teacher. But when I saw them in their professional life, I was like, I don't know, this isn't really for me. Um, and then they tell me about the stories that happened at work or like even when they were in college, things like that. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this decision. Maybe I should learn from what they're telling me and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of carve my own path. So I would say that probably set me up really well. And I know some people will say like the youngest, oh, they're babied, they you know, whatever. <laughs> they're they, spoiled they, brats. Yeah, they're spoiled. <laughs> you know, the parents have gotten so lenient on rules by now. Mm -hmm. like, I do have to say my parents did get a little more lenient on rules, uh, uh -huh. but it almost was better for me because it was, I, I'm, I'm not very good with strict rules. I think, you know, for my PI, like I need to yeah. have a little bit of flexibility there. And early on, mm -hmm. my mom learned that I was super bossy. I'd boss around my older brothers and uh, want things my way. Mm -hmm. uh, 
<laughs> so I think she knew, okay, I have to approach this child different than the other ones because the other ones were a little <laughs> bit more uh, compliant to the rules. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that that's one thing that has kind of driven me in life is just, you know, I know what I want. I think that's a big part of just being the youngest. I didn't want to get overlooked. So right away, I was like, I got to stick out. I got to do something because I want to, you know, be known as the kid. I don't want to be the spoiled little brat at the bottom Uh of of the totem pole. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. So, you know, tell me about like, you're kind of going along with that too. Like, what do you see as the vision for your future? Like, where, where are you trying to aim for? Uh, so I actually, uh, it's funny you ask, cause it kind of brought me to actually applying for this job in the first place. Mm-hmm. I want to get into the real estate business and passive income. Um, my husband actually was a property manager for quite a few years. Um, his mm-hmm. family, his dad had a partner that they had a few properties locally here. Um, cause he, he's out in California. So yeah. obviously he's not going to buy property out there. Uh, so we bought some here when my husband went to college here, um, managed that for a couple of years. When his partner passed away, he decided, eh, I'm going to sell them off and just, you know, we'll split the money with the family and mm-hmm. go, go our separate ways. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that was cool, but that little taste of real estate and just how it worked, that really got my husband and I super, super interested in it. Um, and my my husband actually runs our marketing company. Uh, so that's his deal right now. We both work from home um, and we got a few clients here locally, but one of those clients actually connected us with our mentor in real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I talked about him in our interview too. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he is just a great guy. He, he used to own a lot of real estate in this area. Now that he's older, he started selling some of it off. Um, but he's been talking to us and trying to get us some deals and, uh, you know, get us into the real estate business. And obviously I have you to talk to too. So I have a lot of good mentorship right now. And with this for, you know, our future, we want to make passive income so we can spend time with our family. We actually, uh, I have two kids uh, Mm -hmm. that are one just turned two. One's going to be one here in a couple of months. So very close in age. Um, we also want to get out of Iowa at some point, whether that be going to California or going somewhere else warm. I just don't want snow and ice anymore. Uh, I'm willing to go anywhere that's warm. Uh, so that's that's on our horizon. But when we do move to one of those nice warm places, we want to be able to enjoy it. Uh, so, you know, we're living in a place right now where it's pretty cheap. Cost of living is mm-hmm. cheap. We can start building our uh, passive income you know, portfolio, get some assets on our side. Uh, and then hopefully make enough passive income that we can move to whatever warm place we want to and enjoy it instead of working 40 hours a week. Cause that's never been something my husband and I have uh, liked. I even the, the worst job I ever had. Um, and it's not because of the job. I like the job. I like the people, um, was at the number one gun auction company in the world, uh, that I worked for. Uh, and it was just because it was 40 hours plus in an office, you're sitting in a chair, you mm. are in a cubicle. And it was just not me. I, I, I got a lot done uh, just because I knew I had to work, but mm-hmm. my mental state just at the end of the day was just not, I wasn't happy. You know, I didn't want to be there. Yeah. Uh, so I made a, pre- a decision pretty early on when I had my first son that I couldn't go back to that job. I had to go and find something else. And I personally have always loved startups, marketing mm-hmm. for companies that just needed to like, just establish themselves. That has been like my favorite, most exciting companies I've ever worked with. Uh, so that's when I found the Minute Suites uh, job that you were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, which were, was actually right here locally. They were, it was, this was like a sign from God. I talked about how I pray a lot. My whole pregnancy with my son, I prayed and prayed and prayed. 
have a remote job come up. You know, I don't even care if it's part-time, anything, just give me something. Mm -hmm. And literally three days after I had my son, this popped up on LinkedIn and the CEO of the company reached out to me and said, Hey, you look like an interesting like candidate for this job. Are you interested? And I was like, you know what? This might be a scam. I don't know. I don't want to think about this company, but I'm going to do an interview just to see. Mm -hmm. uh, so luckily it wasn't a scam. Uh, and <laughs> I got my remote job there. And then I just, fell in love um, with working from home. And that's when my husband said, okay, let's start something where we both can work from home. Um, and he has a marketing background too. And I think like most, uh, well, at least my husband and I, when one of us is in something, we kind of are in it together. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'll bounce ideas off of him for whatever I'm thinking about work-wise. I know that you do that with your wife. You'll talk about like, oh, should I do this or whatever? What's yeah. uh, so that partnership in marriage? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, go see, you know, let's go out and see if we can do this. So then mm -hmm. uh, we started our marketing company and he's, he's taken that over and has done really well for like not having a complete marketing background. I think he learned enough from me over the last two years to like know what to do. And yeah, it's been great because then I can focus my time here and he can take over all our other clients that we had. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to Eric, by the way. Yeah. No, <laughs> Eric, hey, he's a good guy. He's uh he's my partner in crime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this, like, why, why are you here now? Honestly, I'm here now. Again, another random, crazy story. Had my second son and mm -hmm. I saw that the company I was working for, you know, Minute Suites, I like that company, but I just didn't see it progressing as fast as I wanted to with COVID affecting us. Um, and I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I can move on and try to rebuild uh, or, or build up another company that's either a startup or just need some help in that digital space. Yeah. And I randomly was just looking at marketing jobs. The money ripples job popped up and I was like, okay, this looks pretty cool. Like it's right in what I am interested in, you know, mm -hmm. things that I've already been researching and trying to get into. Cause by this point I already had my mentor in real estate established because no matter what I was doing real estate, uh, because mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted to buy some properties. That's just, that's been me um, yeah. and my husband. So I was like, this kind of really aligns with my values. And then I was seeing, I would say the thing that really popped out to me the most and like, I don't know, maybe this is corny, but uh, the humble confidence, I was like, man, that is something that really uh, make, like says who I am. Like, I, mm -hmm. I, I really think that that's something that I can work with people who are like that. I try to be like that. So that core value of money ripples just stuck out to me uh, when I was reading through the whole job description. And I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. So yeah. when I went through the whole interview process, it was honestly... I mean, I think I've told you many times, it was almost not an interview process. I felt like I was just having a conversation with you. And I was like, this is such like, just a good feeling. I feel like there's enough signs that God's giving me, like, this is the place I need to be. So mm -hmm. yeah, it definitely sold me. And I mean, just since I've been working here, I, I myself, you know, we had a little bit of real estate background, but we have learned so much more. I, my husband listens to all your podcasts with me as I'm reviewing them every week. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just, it's great. I mean, it's the best company I've ever worked for. And I mean, that that's, I work for actually a lot of great companies, but this is the best one. Oh, you want to raise, don't you? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. <laughs> You're like, but if it's on the but table, it would be nice, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <clears throat> Sorry. I just got choked up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I make myself crack up, you know, but, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so, um, yeah, I was going to, so one thing that, uh, I thought was interesting when we did the interview process, cause I was praying too, right. I was like, okay, this is the biggest yeah. decision I've had to make, you know, because I have to turn over the reins a little bit, like let go of control, which I've always had. 
And it's funny because even before I got the candidates and you were one of the top five that I was, I was given from the company we hired to help us, you know, headhunt. Right. Yeah. And uh, I even, I even knew before, I was like, I feel like it's going to be a young female, like millennial, like someone who actually is like, you know, there, but not too heavy of a personality, like a little bit lighter. And, uh, you know, like I just, and like, and then we had our interview and right off the bat, it's like, okay, I think she's it. And I even told the company <laughs> that we hired, I'm like, I think I found her They're like, well, Chris, you got to still do two more follow-up interviews. I'm like, all right, I'll narrow it down and keep going. And, and all the candidates were great, but there was no doubt. Like our interview didn't even feel like an interview. Cause you just felt like a natural fit for our company. Oh yeah. I know. I remember that first interview, like it was yesterday. Cause it was just <laughs> the best interview I've ever had. I mean, I usually get like those nerves and butterflies, like as you're talking to someone like, Oh, am I saying it something right? Uh-huh. And the thing I love it about this interview is, I mean, uh, I, in anyone who knows about like modern interviewing practices, you didn't focus on just the, Oh, what did, what did you do for the last five years? What are the companies you work for? What were those uh, campaigns and strategies you use? You focused yeah. on actually getting to know the person, uh, which yeah. I think is, above and beyond, you can look at someone's resume and know, okay, they've worked in, they've worked in these jobs. They are, mm-hmm. they're a fit by the numbers, the data. Uh, but you, you, there's a lot of people who you don't know if they're going to be that personality fit for a company. So yeah, just what you asked. I remember actually just did a post on LinkedIn, I think a couple of days ago. And I was talking mm-hmm. about, you asked me like my purpose. And I remember that I myself was like, Hey, you know, this is something I've thought about a lot in my, for myself, but yeah. I haven't really told people my purpose. Um, so mm. when I told you, you know, my purpose is to, uh, when people meet me and talk to me, I want to make their day better after yeah. you know, we've had our conversation. I was like, you know, that's something crazy where I've been thinking about that for a long time. I mean, years now I have thought about this is, this is my goal for the day, but I've never brought it up or said it to anyone. So it, it, mean, it made me, I remember I actually cried a little bit in our interview. I think it was when I was talking about my mentors and I was like, I've never cried in an interview before. Like that is crazy (laughs) that, um, you know, I have this emotion and that was almost Mm -hmm. like another sign where I was like, this is just a place to be like, there's a deeper connection here than just, Oh, this is a job. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, that's, I agree. It was like easy. It was like, cause I was, I was more nervous interviewing people. I think than anybody that was interviewing for the company. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, am I going to do this right? You know, and yeah. that kind of thing, but no, it's, it was great for sure. So I love to hear fresh perspectives and I know we're, we have to kind of wrap up here, but kind of getting your fresh perspective on what you're seeing. Cause I'm, I'm in it all the time. I've been in this forever. And one of the weaknesses I have, even with talking with everybody here on this podcast is that because I've been in this world for so long, right. It's now just become my life. But for a lot of people coming in, like this is a completely different way of thinking and doing and, and dealing with things. And I get that conceptually, but again, be on the outside or be more inside of it all. I don't see it. From your perspective, what is, the, what is it that we do that's different or unique than anything you've seen out there? Oh, I mean, we are in a niche that is kind of of our own. Uh, and when I mm-hmm. first signed on, I had to do a lot of listening to your podcast for the last, like, not just my, the ones from the last year. I went back like <laughs> a couple of years just to kind of learn your story, what yeah. you really do. And I mean, I honestly, in this space, this financial space, um, I just thought, man, we are so different. You know, we, mm. we are not the financial advisor telling you to go into stocks, IRAs, all those things that they tell you to do forever. Uh, we are telling you to do these alternative investments and helping you 
guiding you to, you know, ideas and strategies that can actually help you be financially free. Because there's, a, you know, plenty of guys you can listen to uh, who have podcasts who talk about do wholesaling or, you know, go into yeah. real estate and be your own landlord. And it's like, those are jobs that you are creating for yourself. Nothing wrong with them. I mean, people love doing those jobs. It's very exciting for people. Mm-hmm. But we are in that space where we are trying to actually make people have passive income so that you don't have to work unless you want to, like you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're here because you want to help people. You want to use, uh, you know, your skills and what you know to help others. And I thought this yeah. is such a genuine purpose where there are a lot of people out there who have been savers forever and they have all this money that they could use and actually get out of that, you know, d- job that they hate. Uh, mm-hmm. Even myself, I know people who did that and are still in that, who I've been trying to convince to be like, hey, at least listen to some podcasts here because you could make yourself happier by taking all of these savings you have, whatever you have in your 401k and making it work for you. Uh, so right. you don't have to work all the time uh, for, you know, for your money and you're going to be happier, have a lot more time with your family. And, you know, that, that message really got across to me because like I said, that's my goal. I want to have enough passive income that I can spend the days, you know, choosing where I want to work, what I want to do with my work and, you know, what my purpose is for my work instead of just, you know, working a 40 hour a week job plus for, you know, just to get by. Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, I think ultimately it comes down to that message of freedom, right. And that, that hope, you know, that, uh, that real ability to actually get those kind of results and have those options in your life versus feeling like you're stuck in that rut one path. That's all you have in your life. Yeah. Yeah, One really impactful thing for me when I started was listening to the client testimonials. Uh, so the Mm. people you had on your podcast in the back, I think the Tomomi interview had come out right when I started. And I think was the first week that I was on with money ripples. And I remember listening to her and like her passion for passive investing. And I was Mm. like, wow, our clients like really get into it. And like, they, they, you know, they like this, they like this alternative investing here. Uh, and I was like, you know, I, I feel this passion myself and I wish that I was a spot they were at where I'm actually like getting all this passive income in. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just very impactful to hear how beyond just the money they're making, what else they're doing with that money to then impact other people's lives. Um, Heidi Totten's interview, that was another one that was out there. And, you know, she's doing work in Kenya and that's awesome to me that she's helping so many people. And it's really because she took the leap, took the faith uh, of putting faith in this concept of, passive investing, alternative investings. Um, and I just wish more people knew about it and you're spreading the word. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely the difference I noticed was you just are so different because of your mission with the passive investing beyond just making money, you're helping others. Yeah. Well, I love it. Well, Danielle, this has been great. I, again, we could have this conversation all day long, you know, <laughs> I have a lot more to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Like you're just giving that fresh perspective, giving your, I mean, just getting to know you better. I think that's just great, you know, cause I want people to know who our team is, like who actually works with us, you know, be, you know, whether it's in front, in front of the camera or behind it. Right. And, yeah. and you're definitely You're the reason why, if anybody can see me more, you're the biggest reason behind that is that, for we're getting out there. It's because you're doing exactly what you're doing in the marketing space. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate all the hard work you put in. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. Now you're going to make me cry again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, Hey, you deserve every bit of that. So uh, again, thank you so much for joining us today and, and everybody else, you know, like, uh, you know, you can get to know our team. You can actually go to our website, moneyripples.com. There's an about us page. You can even see some of our team members. Again, we have a small core team that's growing, but 
man, like we've got some of the best people ever. And uh, just like we got the best listeners here too, you know? So these people are just a reflection of you, you know, and that's, and that's what we want to attract. We want to attract more good people. Uh, the rest of you that are you know, jerks or schmucks, we don't want you, but all the rest of you that are good, decent people, you are the people that we're here to help and to serve. So again, thank you for joining us. And remember, it's about how you apply these things and make it work in your life that makes our ripple effect greater. So thank you for joining us today. Make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.